0: This is Rev. Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live.
1: Hello, my name is David Childs, and um, I too want to welcome you to this church Uh About 11 years ago, we started conceiving this church, and I'm just thinking about the small circle of people that were involved in that originally. And when you launch a church, it's got lots of love and lots of tears and effort, and I just love those mentors and friends who helped us get this thing launched in the very beginning. And um, I also want to talk about a second circle today, just it happens to be my family circle because there's lots going on in my family. Chuck always talks about blessings and breakings. We're having a ton of those right now. Didn't know I was going to do that. Okay. Um, uh, it's I, I love having this online connection, too. Uh, uh, right now, I know Derek and Brittany are down in South Carolina watching with Odessa and Deegan, and Odessa loves to dance every time the band plays. And I know Jenny is with her mom watching, and my mom is probably in the third row, second row maybe. And my, uh, you know, having Luke and Murray and their kids be part of this church. I love that circle too. You know that my my family can part be part of a circle an extended circle around this country. Jennys in Michigan. So that's a big big little loop for us. And now um I also just want to talk about the circle that is us right now. Um we are all start all, we are all still very much a part of the creation process of this church if it ever if we weren't changing it if we weren't always finding new circles that we could create new ways to connect to people. I don't really think it would be a church. We keep coming up with new ways of making another small circle that you fall in love with the next group of people. Um, I think, you know, we started out, you know, let's create a church where we want to go. Let's create a church where you'd invite a friend. Let's create a church that maybe your family might show up. And part of part of that process was we wanted to have a message that felt relevant, Um uh, and we just we, we went to a lot of churches to learn from them how they did that, and they all had these teams who worked on the services and so I think we 've been blessed to have Pastor Chuck form a message team and I think the content that comes out of that message team in the message every week well, for one thing, it keeps me, keeps me changing it 's annoying because he 'll hit, hit something that needs me to work on almost every week and I appreciate that. I appreciate being called to a higher place, and thanks to everyone on that message team. I love just being in the circle we were in this morning, getting ready to launch church, and, you know, knowing how much I love all those people in that circle, and I didn't know them 10 years ago, maybe one or two, and I loved it when guest speakers, like, you know, I'd never met Bill before he spoke, and, you know, now we're, I, I totally admire him, and Think back to Matt Pennington being here. So many great speakers we've had. And even, you know, I think the connection and love is smaller. Lots, You know, the falling in love with people in small groups, doing service together, just greeting each other at the door. I mean, I love that I can look around that circle in the morning and just know how much I love each one of those people. Um, I love that this, you know, Kids Live creates a place for grandkids-to-be. I like it that new people come in and feel welcome, and and not pressed, but, you know, just welcomed. (laughs) Um, I love that some of those so-called new people, I now love to my, you know, my very soul loves them. They're my best friends on this planet. Um, I love that we've created a place where you can feel joy serving together. I love that we have a church that holds us up during you know hard times. We have true friends, you know, small groups, small circles that will hold you up. Amazing band that amplifies the message and brings it home for me. Sometimes I cry more more during a song than I do just hearing. I don't want to say we have a tech crew with heart. If you have ever get behind one of these cameras. And get told what to do on the camera. It's by the most loving, kind people. It's so fun. Do it sometimes. It's just crazy fun. I also feel like we 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 try to work hard on what doesn't matter. And if you have traditions that are kind of mindless and almost heartless, let them go. So we that's what we did, and we should always keep our eye on that. You know what traditions aren't really serving us. Uh, traditions that exclude people. Um, traditions that hurt the hurting we got to be really you know aware and you know keep this thing evolving in a, in a positive direction so you know we got to keep improving and, and i love that we are you know yep we're celebrating but i think we're also very much focused on what's the next improvement so starting fresh again today what really matters can you bring your best friend to this church to a small group and to serve if you can't help us make a change and if you can, please do. And bring them into this circle. Working together, we are building a church, and a church with a heartbeat, a church that matters. Thank you.
0: Dave also didn't say this. New Church Live is his second most important anniversary today. So happy anniversary to Dave and Jen. So thank you, you know, and those words, folks, like it keeps coming back to what are we called to build. And today I want to celebrate, and I want to talk about about what we can celebrate, and I want to talk about the future as well. So, so I want to talk first about what we what we celebrate, and I want to talk about like we celebrate two things: we celebrate both a wonderful, amazing congregation, as well as celebrating the world, celebrating other people. So the first part, congregation. I brought prizes today. So, so as you folks know, we, we cook down at the Ronald McDonald House all the time. And we do a lot of service projects. I really do believe that that's kind of the heartbeat of New Church Live. So I was down there on Thursday. And of course, this is how life goes. Like I'm driving down and I call up one of the team members who's down there. I'm saying, oh, do you guys have enough people? Because I'd really like to just go home and sleep. And, and they said, no, no, we can use your help. And so it's like, ugh. That wasn't the word I used, but I went, ugh. And, and so I travel down, and of course, God is always the God of surprises, right? Always the God of surprises. So I go down, and, and Linda Perry, their volunteer director, comes out, and she's got this bag saying, Chuck, I am so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so sorry you missed our volunteer recognition dinner. And I'm like, I didn't even know you had it. But she said, oh, yeah, New Church Live was one of five groups that we honored for outstanding volunteer work. So it definitely beats being convicted in absentia to be honored in absentia. We'll live with that. And what they did is the families got together and got us our own team aprons for next time we go down. Is that cool or what? So that's a big honor to you, to you. That's the kind of thing we, we, we celebrate, you know, as a, as a congregation. But then the story goes on at Ronald McDonald House. We also have to learn to celebrate people, Chloe and Joey. So I share this picture with permission. So so Chloe is from three hours north of Toronto, which for those of you who don't know, is known as the middle of nowhere. Three hours north, excuse me, of Toronto. And and Joey is from Sweden. So they've been at the Ronald McDonald House getting care through the Shriners Hospital there. Both of them struggle, struggle with a spinal injury. So it was sweet. They'd been there for six weeks and they're and they're they're just about to go back to their home countries after this treatment, and then I get to like just be part of this beautiful little circle. And Joey goes, Chloe, I brought you a gift. So what he does is he's got in a bag, and he hands her the bag. Now, they've been going through a lot of physical therapy together, PT, so you can tell this is a budding physical therapist, because he hands it to her, and he's like, you have to unwrap it just by yourself. So she works at unwrapping, and of course, mom, as all good parents do, wants to jump in and unwrap it for her. And, and, and you know, Joey has this great comment. Like, he doesn't have great American English, but he goes, he looks at the mom and he goes, no contact. <laughs> Gotta love it. You know, if he only had the yellow flag, he'd be true American. Uh, you know, it's this beautiful thing, and then she, and she unfolds it and she opens the book. From your little Swedish brother, his little Canadian sister, and it was Pippi Longstocking. You know, you you can't make that stuff up. (laughs) You just can't. Look at her face. And she's got her little Pippi Longstocking there. Folks, that's what we celebrate. It's not just celebrating this like, hey, look at us. It's celebrating like, hey, look at us. Look at what we can accomplish. Look at what we can do. When we really decide that we're going to talk about what we're for in this world. I remember so much when we started, you know, my, my main concern was just this worry, 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 worry off of, off of growing a church and, and, and you know, thinking mechanics, 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 and, and what I've settled more and more into, not every day. But our commitment here is this: is to just be the church. Just be the church. In every relationship we have, in the traffic on 95, in the interaction with the coworker who's annoying you, in, 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 in the celebrations like today, just Let's just be the church. And let's be it in a way that if Christ entered this room, which he is here, he'd recognize it. Like, yep, that's what we need to be doing. So in that celebration... I want to set it up so you folks get a chance to to hear from from some people in the congregation, just hear about serving and hear about their lives. And and it's based on this great quote by, oh, that picture, by the way, I need to tell you. Can we go back to that? I was pulling up a picture of our first service, and you know what my first thought was when I saw that picture? Dang, boy, you were skinny. (laughs) Holy cow. I don't know who that guy is. My God. I had I had a friend tell me a couple days ago, like, Chuck, you look just like you did in high school. I'm like, you're no no, no, not even close. (laughs) So the next the next slide. By Sam Wells. And this is a beautiful sentiment, I totally agree with it. I'm trying to do something beautiful to run a church, and I would say we are trying to do something beautiful. Every day we are seeking to model the way Christ makes us God's companions through fun, fellowship, sacrifice service, prayer, and play. By the way, with play, bouncy house, don't forget after church. And to draw Christian and non-Christian, slave and free, prosperous and desperate, agile and disabled, privileged and excluded, into the company of grace and glory for which the simple word is, please say that C word, for which the simple word is? Communion. Communion. That's what gets me out of bed in the morning. A stranger might wander into a church cafe, homeless drop-in or committee meeting and say, this kingdom you speak of, this turning of society into community, this freedom and flourishing beyond market and state, this company of grace, what does it look like? And we can sweep our hand over every aspect of our life together and say gently but truly, it looks like this. And with that, I'm going to invite our three guests up to the stage, and to get them up on the stage, we actually are going to run a little video here, because again, our online audience, most weeks now, this is a big change for us, most weeks now, more people are watching online than in person, and so it's real important for us to touch on that audience and hear Derek and Brittany's thoughts on our anniversary as the team comes up. No? Yes, no, maybe so. Alright, we'll go ahead and start with start with these folks and then uh...
2: having trouble getting the whole family dressed and out of the house in the morning?
3: Is everybody still hungry?
2: Having anxiety about your baby crying during church? We don't let material things get in the way of our spirituality, because we can watch it from home. (laughs) We can text in our offertory and feed everybody. We love New Church
0: Live. So, thank you folks for joining us today. So I'm just going to, you know, I wanted a panel just so people get a chance just, just to hear from the church, especially if you're a first-timer and you get a chance to hear some of the people who are near and dear to all of our hearts here. So I'll just let you introduce yourself first and maybe just say, yeah, this is when I got engaged with New Church Live.
3: Hi, my name is Joel. Um, I have uh, my three kids here, Jordan, Tyler, and out on Kids Live. Um, got introduced, I think, no, November, maybe December, about that. Um, kind of actually in recommendation from my mom to come meet with Chuck, and then ever since then, running joke has always been you can't say no, and now I'm hooked and not leaving neither my kids. So. <laughs> Excellent. Way to go, Mom, by the way. Hey.
4: Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Alexis. I've been coming to New Church Live for, I think, six years now. Um, I actually grew up Catholic, funny enough. And It's my about sisters, half the congregation. Yeah. <laughs> um, my sisters started going to school at BACS, and someone said, hey, come
2: to New Church Live, and we've been coming ever
4: since. Great.
2: And I'm Izzy DiMaria, and I started coming to New Church Live, well, Kids Live, about 10 years ago. And um, I would come off and on, and then this past year, I really started to come regularly uh, with my grandma. Excellent,
0: excellent. Thank you, guys. So So the question I wanted to ask you folks, like starting out with when you look at kind of where you are, your age demographic, where, where you are in your life, and you think about what's the biggest need that all of us need to be aware of you're thinking of today like what's the biggest need what's the thing that we we all need to be so aware of as as we move forward you ready big guy
3: um i mean for me the biggest need is just having everybody behind and just that sense of community and friendship and i even with work and stuff i get a lot of like guys and now i feel like i'm I'm old now because i have someone that reminds me that I'm gonna be forty next year and I'm like, Oh great but I have younger guys that work underneath of me and I actually, you know, do a lot of, you know, talking to them and just advice now I'm like, Wow, I used to be that person that was always, you know, looking to older people. Now I'm like I guess I'm older now and I get people that are asking me for advice and you know, just the need of my family and friends and just everybody around there just to support you and be there for you really nice.
0: And is there, is there a kind of support that's meant a lot to you?
3: Uh, I, I'll tell you what. Um, it's funny because like, like I was saying, my, I have guys that kind of like talk to me at work and everything but my kids even though my daughter's 9, my uh, Tyler's 12, Jordan's 17 or the 9 year old she's like, they're all 3 of them are just amazing with just, they've got it like life together and just sometimes they really just put me Mm-hmm. in focus. And that's really, you know, that's that for me. That's beautiful. Thanks, Joel.
4: Um, I think the biggest, <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest challenge in my generation is probably relating to one another. Um, cause I'm at a, I'm probably like the majority my age just graduated college, figuring out the next step. Um, but I also have friends that are moving to different countries, having children, getting married. Um, Or didn't go to school, and they're in their career and they're set. Um, So relating to one another. Yeah, yeah, that's
5: good. Thank you.
2: And I think for my generation, that something that we need is understanding, because a lot of us just don't know what we want to do yet or where we're going. And so I think understanding is something that we all need. Excellent.
0: Excellent. Now, by the way, Joe, I have to say you have a perfect radio announcer voice.
3: <laughs>
0: so let's all just take a big breath. Yeah, and I just you know I want you folks to, to touch a heart part here. And you know, what would you say to someone who's struggling and someone who who might be looking for a church? And it's not that New Church Lab has all the answers or anything like that. It's just it's a great collection of people. Maybe searching for something spiritual. Maybe searching for something more. Maybe feeling just lost, like they just—they don't know. They—they they don't even—they're not even looking for something. They just feel lost. And if there was somebody in here today, or somebody who's watching online, what's that heart piece that you would tell them? And I'd ask you just to speak really from your heart. This is what this is what I would say from my from my heart when times are tough, when there's struggles and and things are hard. Already.
3: I know uh, I, I had some really hard times, and then, you know, I have somebody in my family's going through something really rough right now, and, you know, and my thing with this church is, like, people get scared that it's like they're going to get something rammed down their throat about, you're supposed to live this way, this way, this way, but it's really, it's just that, that whole community, and, like, I've never been more vulnerable, more like anything and crying in public in my life than I ever been with this church. And I am not ashamed of it. <laughs> I'm a plumber and I'm like, I don't act. I don't look like a, the normal plumber or nothing. And just, you know, it's, it, it's, it's just getting past all that, you know, you're supposed to be, you know, act like this and this, and just let it all go. Just be there with everybody around you. And this is what this place is about to me. Yeah. It
0: was, it was funny. Last week, Joel came out, and, and the band does an amazing rendition of Amazing Love of God.
3: Throw me under the bus. That's, that's right, totally. It was like, I cry every time.
1: Hey. <laughs> Alexis?
4: Yeah, I agree with Joel, too. I would say just take the step and come. You're going to find an amazing community here. Um, you know, not too long ago, um, my mom passed away. Um, and... She battled head and neck cancer for a good, on and off, for a good 25 years of her life. And in December, we found out that she was going into hospice. And the first thing we did was call Chuck. And we said, Chuck, what are we going to do? And he said, We're going to get through it together. And Chuck, mm. you've been amazing. And the whole Bernathen New Church Live community was amazing through the entire process. Thank and it was really special because it was such a
2: difficult time for our family.
3: Yeah, thank you.
2: And also, I think that New Church Live offers a, um, like, a laid-back church, I think, as a 20-year-old. Like, it's nice to be able to go to church in my leggings and a T-shirt, and, you know, and that's acceptable, and that I'm accepted, you know, no matter what I look like or um, anything like that, and that I'm able to connect with church online when I'm away at school um, or if I'm at home. I think that's really important for everybody.
0: Great, great. All right, so I want to thank you folks for giving us a little perspective from where you're coming from. Thank you guys so much. Exit carefully. Give them a round of applause, folks. So that gives you a little sense. And as the band comes out, what I've been thinking about, again, thinking about shifts and shifting from the first half to the second half, is this idea. Blockbusters versus building blocks. And I can remember starting just thinking, oh, all we need is the blockbuster service. And much more, I think now, what we need are building blocks. And what we have are building blocks. And the beautiful part of these building blocks is that they're not in the shape of a square. They're in the shape of circles. Beautiful, amazing circles, where we learn to just have a little more faith in each other, a little more faith in God. The beautiful idea of, of have a little faith in me. Like, I love, I love the idea of circles, right? And the churches, that's how they get built. Like, this beautiful idea, this beautiful, wonderful concept around circles. That circles continue to expand in our, in our view of circles. Our God is a God who draws the circle wider than we ever could imagine. Is that good? I mean, that's what God kind of does, is, is consistently like drawing these circles. And the paradox always is this, the paradox is that the smaller we draw the circle, in other words, and I don't mean smaller like keeping people out, but smaller is in really working at connecting with people, that actually the bigger the circle becomes. The more we draw towards connection, the more the circle continues to grow. It's an interesting piece of new church, and it's it's the idea that charity and faith are one, I've heard that. I mean, I grew up in a new church home, so I grew up hearing that all the time. But, but brothers and sisters, do you, do you realize how revolutionary that is? Charity and faith are one. In other words, faith faith is, is, is to be made, is to be connected with this idea of, of service. If we're to look at our faith, we look at how we serve and how we work out there into the world. And as we work out there in the world is a direct reflection of, of faith. It's good. That's powerful stuff. And it's easy, again, at times like this to to think about church and, and to think about, like, yeah, we want to get grand. And yes, it is nice to grow and important to grow and useful to grow because we always have to be looking for other people and looking to serve them. That's really critically important. But we got to get the order right. And the order comes down to what is known as the little way. Teresa of came up with this, which I love this phrase, the little way. In other words, it's, it's all about these small circles that we build. These small circles of connectedness that we try to create. It's not about this grandiose thing. It's about the small circles that we create in our lives. Like I love this picture of a circle. Just for a minute, just trace, this was at a wedding last week. Trace the hands in that circle. I think that's what God is talking about. I think it's what God is asking us to do. I want to read for you a story, and it's one well known, but I want to take a little different perspective on it because I think it's, it's talking about building those circles. This is a story, if, if you're familiar with the Christian story, this is one that gets said over and over and over again. It's a story about a man who's robbed on the way, uh, on the way from Jerusalem to Jericho. Now, now what's interesting, the backstory to this, Jerusalem to Jericho, it's kind of like this is a guy who was coming home from church would be the central way we would start the story here. And I want to read the story, and then I want to talk about how we can see it just a little bit differently. you know. And that's the beauty of the Bible, is is we can read it again and again, each time with a slightly different way. This is from Luke 10. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothing, beat him, and went away, leaving him dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, pass by on the other side. But a Samaritan, and the Samaritans, again, they, they were people that were ostracized. They were the people who were out. So you had two clergy members go past, into anything. Then all of a sudden you have the Samaritan. This person was considered, considered impure and, and was shunned, put aside. They're the hero of the story here. But a Samaritan, as they traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wound, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said. And When I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus said, go and do likewise. There's a number of ways to read this story. I want to look at it differently. I want us to think about this perspective. Think about really looking at this story in a different way. I've always kind of heard this story as like detached. Like here's me here, and I get to look, and I get to look over at the Samaritan over there, and I get to say, oh, look, the Samaritan. There's this person who I didn't think much of, but look how much good people who I didn't think much of can do. Is that very spiritual? Not really. But I think what we're supposed to do is read the story differently. We're supposed to read the story this way: that we all at times sit in the place of that Samaritan, of that outcast. Why did they stop? Why did the Samaritan stop? Because they knew what it was like for people to walk by them as if they were invisible. They knew the hard parts of the story. They knew what it was like to be pushed aside. They knew what it was like to to not be included with something. And that doesn't mean that the church has to all be about suffering. It, It doesn't but it means that there's a kind of community that happens when we start to understand that life is really great and really hard, that it's both those things, the blessed, the broken, we talk about so much here. And when we can sit in this place, it starts to change us. It starts to change us. And and that's what I'd ask us to think about as I step back over here, you know, in terms of of the vision, like where do we want to go with this church? What do we want to do? I think what we want to do is we want to keep focusing in. Not on simple ways. Not on ways that don't call for sacrifice, but on ways of meaning. And with a smile. To keep focusing again and again on being the church. On finding those small circles. Of leveraging those small circles. Using that as best we can to tell other people that they are seen and that they are loved. That's what we're going to continue to try to do here at New Church Live. Because I think this, when the person right in front of us becomes the most important person in the world, the world changes. When the person right in front of us becomes the most important person in the world, the world changes. That's what churches are trying to do. I think what happens then is this, change begins to occur when a small group of people figure out or rediscover a better way to live together and others then start to follow. So the next 10 years, what will they look like? Well, I know I'm not getting any skinnier over the next 10 years. but I know that this is a beautiful work for us to be called to. There's an opportunity, as there's always been, to do something here. And I want to say this to the congregation. You are doing it. It's not a wish and a dream. It's it's something that is happening. I just happen to be in a position where I get to witness it all the time. And that's a beautiful thing. So the last two words from me are pretty simple. With a smile, with a whole lot of gratitude, with tears about this far below the surface, (laughs) the two words are this. Join us. Join us. Let's continue to build. Let's continue to reach out. Let's continue to do everything we can as God gives us to see it in our own imperfect and broken ways to make a difference. Amen. To close today's service, we actually have two congregants who will be coming down front to do that. So please welcome Stacy and Carrie to the front down here. and so we saw you two, you were
4: dancing
5: gonna say, We're not going to dance. <laughs> we're going to close today's uh, service with a prayer. Dear Lord, this is a prayer of gratitude. It's gratitude for the past, for all of the people who have made this church possible. It's gratitude for the past of the struggles, the past of what has been difficult here, what has not been easy we talk about blessed, broken, and shared. In the past 10 years, there's been a lot of blessings and a lot of breakings. And we know that they will continue to come as they always do. But the shared part, Lord, the shared part is what this church really, really excels at. And that's what we need to keep doing for the next 10 years. We need to keep showing up. And not just for each other, and not just for the communities that we currently touch. But there are people that we need to show up for that we don't even know yet. Help us continue to show up. Help us enjoy this day with the heart of gratitude. And help us continue to love each other and reach out, both blessed, broken, and shared. This we ask in your name. Amen.